0: Uh, welcome to the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, a.k.a. Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We are going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life. Intermittent fasting will help you turn back the hands of time, regenerate cells, have more energy with less food cravings. And the weight loss, well, that will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. So head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Now let's get into this week's show.
1: Ah, uh, welcome to this week's podcast. I am I know you hear me say this all the time. I am so excited for this week's show. Um you could be listening to anything in the wall right now, but you decided to press play on this podcast. And let me ask you a question. Why did you do that? Is it for personal development reasons? Is it because you're interested in how to become a better runner? Is it because you're interested in intermittent fasting? You want to know anything about that? Or are you interested in weight loss and all of the above? But maybe you press play because of the description of this particular episode. This week's podcast is loaded. We have a fascinating woman that I have been mentioning in previous podcasts since October. That's right. We have the mother of four. She's a professional woman in her industry. Uh, a chicago marathoner we got danielle sellacy and we're going to be (laughs) discussing three key words that we all need to do in order to reach any one of our life goals and those three words are determination commitment and discipline you fail at any one of those things you will not reach your goal okay so again determination commitment and discipline and I couldn't think of another person that personifies these three words other than our very own Danielle. Danielle good to have you on the show how are you today?
2: I'm good how are you coach? <laughs> I am <laughs> fantastic
1: right and so uh, did, did I did I hit that right did I say uh you got four children is that correct?
2: I do I have um four kids one of them is um uh, my stepdaughter, Ethy, who is 19, and then I have three biological children um, with me and my husband. Um, but yes, we have four kids together, and um, yeah, four kids live up here in the cold tundra of Minnesota, um, but you know all that already.
1: <laughs> no, well, the <laughs> listeners need to know that. The listeners need to know that. Um, how does it feel, you know, this is kind of off script, but I'm kind of asking you, Uh, How do you feel listening to some of our previous episodes and keep and kept hearing your name quite often?
2: You know, it's super. uh, So that's a good question. I don't consider myself any more special than anybody else. So I number one, it's super humbling that you think I'm worthy enough to mention because I look up to you and I look up to every single member of the group. Um, So I don't really feel like I'm. Super special, so it was it's like i said really humbling to know that what I am doing adds value to to your your world and to the to the people of the group
1: well absolutely thank you so much you are uh special you are valuable and a lot of times when people hear um Chicago Marathon or New York City Marathon and such right they they a lot of people uh daniel they get the perspective from, from, uh, like gold medalists professionals that have been Mm -hmm. doing this for a long time. And when you say that, you know, it's humbling to you and and you don't feel special, you know, I just want to make a proclamation to everybody that, uh, when it comes to races, I'm just like in the middle of the pack. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? uh, I'm not winning these races. My son, who's ten years old, makes fun of me. He's like, "You didn't even come in third in your age group, Dad." You know,
2: <laughs> I put on
1: I put on a five k event for uh, disabled children, and um, so it's my race that I put on. And he's like, "Dad, you can't even win your own race. Like, you should be <laughs> coming number one." You know. <laughs> and so, and so, but but what what I feel is though that makes all this special is that that's what that's what this podcast is for. This is what this group has been designed for to to take ordinary everyday people who have families that that there's so many mothers and fathers out there that have let ourselves go when it comes to our health and wellness and mm-hmm. we forget about ourselves. But we kind of showed the community that you know. You know, the 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 mom and dad that's been working for the last 15, 20 years and may have put on weight, they can actually get out there and become a a Chicago marathon finisher. Right.
2: Right. You know, the reality of this situation is and I this became really apparent to me when I was running the course in Chicago is that. 95% of the people out there are just your average person who have a dream of running 26.2 miles. So that was really interesting to me because I had this perception in my head that people who are running Chicago are these super fit, ultra athletes who are just going to be tearing down the course and I'm just going to be bottom of the pack doing my little run-walk thing. Um, with coach in my ear but the reality of it is most of the people on the course are just your average average runners who want to get out there enjoy a city Um, Chicago is really beautiful um, and you know just get out there and try something different so that was what was really interesting to me when I was out there I may have been in the back of the pack, but so many great people I met running the course who were all there just to cheer each other on um, and watch us be successful all the way to the end and get the finisher medal. And it was super cool. There was a—I can't remember her name off the top of my head—but there was a an elite athlete who was handing out finisher medals to a lot of the just average runners coming across the line because it is a really big deal to run a marathon. It takes a lot of grit, determination. So it does. It doesn't matter if you're running it in sub two hours or if you're going for the six hour and thirty minute finish. Um, there's a lot of respect out there for people who who finish a marathon.
1: I, I love it. I love it. Thanks for taking us there. We, we're probably mm-hmm. most likely going to go back to Chicago uh, at some point in this conversation. Uh, but I wanted to take our listeners. Um, what? It, let me let me get this right here. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the ways that we met. I kinda wanted you to kind of take our listeners to your morning routine and kind of tell yeah. tell our listeners actually how you and I met in the first place.
2: Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind a little bit there because there was a time in my life about a year ago where I I'm Outwardly, I present as really successful. I've moved up the corporate ladder, started a successful nonprofit, done a lot of outwardly successful things in my life. But last year, I really, I don't want to say hit rock bottom because my life is always good, but I hit a point in my life where I realized that I was keeping a lot of promises to everyone outside of myself and not keeping promises that I made to myself And at that point in my life, um, I believe God dropped a book in my lap called The Miracle Morning. Mm -hmm. And it was a really simple philosophy about starting your day in a way that engages with your dreams, your hopes, who you are as a person and starting to learn how to keep those promises to yourself rather than keeping them for everybody around you. Um, So with that book, it, it, The Miracle Morning, I think you've talked about it on this podcast several times. It revolutionized the way that I relate to myself, if that means anything. At that time in my life last year, I think I was around 235 to 40 pounds. I don't even remember anymore. Um, But I wasn't very good at, I would say I wanted to lose weight. I would say I want to run a marathon, but I wasn't very good at following through on those actions. So... The Miracle Morning taught me through a certain series of of things that I can keep to myself and that helped me get up the courage and the confidence to do more and more. So right now I've been doing the Miracle Morning I want to say for about a year and a half and I start my day off with 20 minutes of meditation, prayer, Reading some sort of a spiritual book and really just engaging um, into my intentions for the day to make sure that it helps me follow through with things. So, if I start my day engaged in the intention of taking care of my health, my well being, that carries through to so many other aspects of my day. So, what had happened was I started the miracle morning. I ran a half marathon like a crazy person in April of last year. And at that point, my brother had challenged me to run Chicago, and I knew I couldn't do that by myself. But through the Miracle Morning group, I saw this post from Coach on there saying, hey, I really want to build out this cool program that I have, and I think that the Savers can help me do that. And so I messaged Coach, and I just said, hey, I'm I'm pretty solid in the Savers. I mean, I can help you with that if you want to help me with the running stuff. And that's where I found um, Run to the Best You, and I thought that coach had a really unique approach to running and a really unique approach to nutrition and wellness. So um, personally, I've gotten a lot out of his program. Um, and I, I, I mean, I credit you for a lot of my success with the marathon, <laughs> even though I was running it, having all of everybody's energy behind me is what kind of kept me going. But anyway, is that yeah. what you wanted to know about
1: it? <laughs> No, that, that's 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 absolutely. I was talking about. Uh, I had that five k event coming up for the disabled children, and I, yeah. I I wasn't. I'm not really active in that group. I mean, I practice um, the savers. Uh, I read all the books. My mm-hmm. Facebook live videos used to be called my Miracle Morning because that's how uh, much I really loved the process. I've read uh, the Miracle Morning for salespeople, network marketers. Yep. I read all yep. the different all the different ones. Um, I even reached out to Hal and asked him, can he do a miracle morning for athletes? And, uh, you know, he, he did say that he would, he would, uh, do it potentially, but that was like three years ago. So I think he forgot about me.
2: I think that they, to be honest, I think that there might be one out there miracle morning for runners because Hal is a pretty avid marathoner.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny because uh, in that first book, he talked about doing the uh, Atlantic. He wanted to do an ultra marathon. He came to Atlantic City, New Jersey, to do the Atlantic City Marathon, and they don't have an ultra marathon. So what he had to do was wake up like three o'clock in the morning, him him and his buddies, they ran the marathon course. And then when the Atlantic City Marathon officially kicked off, uh, they ran it again.
2: Now that is definitely determination and commitment. <laughs> I don't know that I could do all that. So, so <laughs> that, that leads,
1: yeah. That, so that leads to our our topic for today: determination, commitment, and discipline. What made you pick these three things to elaborate mm. on?
2: So that's a, that's an interesting interesting question and I feel like my life can be summed up in those three three words um my husband will tell you that I am an extremely when I make up my mind to do something um it's very hard to get me off course I'm like a bulldog and he 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 oftentimes will say and he'll say this to anybody that my head is hard as rock stone because once I get an idea in my head to do something I'll commit to it no one can really stop me and that's that's what I credit my success with in the corporate world: is being determined to do more to help people, um, the discipline to make sure that when I say something, um, I follow through on those actions. Are what's really helped me in my career, with my family, um, and like I said, the the one area where I feel like I was neglecting was myself, and I wanted to tra- to take those three principles and apply them to myself and see how much better I can make things. So, um, you know, a little bit about my background. I've spent 20 years in the financial services world. I'm currently vice president of compliance for a major bank, and so I'm responsible for ensuring that the bank is following state and federal banking rules um, for for a program that I run there. Prior to that, I was director of programming for the Baby Box company. And so I was responsible for setting up um, Baby Box programs with hospitals, nonprofits all over the U.S. um, and internationally. So a lot of what I do is um, just focused on making sure that when I say something, I do it I'm super disciplined with, um, my timelines, my metrics, all of that stuff in the business world, and then just being really determined to move up in the corporate world and, and in business. Um, yeah.
1: Well, you say that you, you say that uh, I helped you tremendously with the, uh, the marathon, even though you were the one running it, just certain things that we put in place, uh, you know, helped you along the way, knowing that you had a a team of support back in New Jersey, even though you never met us face to face, uh, we were all tracking you mile per mile per mile. right? (laughs) And uh, it was football Sunday and it was more exciting than any fantasy football could ever be uh, to know that our number one player is crossing uh, mile 18. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, uh, and I just wanted to say that as much as, you know uh you felt as though that i helped you you know you really helped us build uh run to the best you the online website uh because without your determination your commitment and your you holding me accountable to be disciplined saying listen coach you you know you, your website can be better and he, here's how <laughs> you know i'm putting it out there you know what i'm saying i keep it real you know I keep my nutrition real i keep it real for the audience too so so i well, really I really appreciate you know, like your commitment to, and we're happy that once you say you, you're going to do something, you do it. So we really appreciate <laughs> Well,
2: that's that. a, that's a funny thing. So when I had first met you coach, I had been like, Hey, I have a little bit of feedback about your website and some other things you have going on. And I'm not, I'm not a shy person at all. It, you know, there's a stereotype about Midwest people being overly nice and East coast people just saying what's on their mind. But I feel like I have a little bit of both and, You know, I'm glad you didn't just tell me to go kick dust when I (laughs) first (laughs) came because I was like, uh, I believe in what you have, but your website needs to be revamped and all of these other things. So I appreciate you not being like, who is this girl? and telling me to go away. <laughs> well well you, you know, uh you,
1: you were saying things like I hope this doesn't come off too, you know, and I mean the email that I received from you was like three days long, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Wow, <laughs> I got a, I got a lot of work to do. But but at the same time, like you mentioned, you know, you felt like God put that miracle morning book in your hand. You know, I, I feel like, you know, you have been that to me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I and believe
2: so- in what you're doing, coach. I mean, honestly, I believe in your program, your message. Um, I think I think the number of people who have really attained their goals is a testament to the heart that you have behind the work that you do. So, you know, Hey, that's why I'm here. Cause I, I believe that. in what you're doing too. I appreciate that. And, and
1: on our podcast, we like to answer questions from some, um, some listeners. And so, although we don't have um, our typical uh, questions at the end of the show, I'm going to sprinkle some of those questions throughout our interview with you. Okay. So, oh man, I'm
2: already nervous. And you got questions from the listeners. I got got questions. (laughs) yes. So,
1: so if you listen to our podcast, uh, Tina Ellis was on, uh, episode 22. Uh, Mm -hmm. what do you think? What do you think about Tina? She's a nurse. Uh, she was talking about non-scale victories and, uh, um, were you able to like hear some of that?
2: Um, Yeah, so I did. I listened to, obviously, I'm a faithful listener. Number one, I love everybody in the group. But Tina's was great. And, you know, my husband and I have both been on kind of this weight loss journey. And I remember early on talking with you about how I love to step on my scale. And I love to see movement there because it's very measurable. My husband and I have been going through this battle with the scale lately. So it was a really great reminder that there's so many other things out there that we can gauge our fitness journey by. So, you know, for me, it's how my clothes fit, how I look in the mirror, how I feel during the day. Um, and it's not so much the scale anymore. So that's part of the reason, like I love the seven day challenges, but you and I have gone back and forth with conversations on, um, Danielle, you need to stay off the scale and we need to talk about some of these non-scale victories. So it was a great reminder of, um, it was a good reminder for me.
1: Yeah, she she had some questions. She said that I like to know about her beginners as a runner, like how she got to be where she is now having just completed the marathon. Uh, did she struggle in the beginning or was she a natural? And then, <laughs> uh, and if she did struggle, what made her keep going all the way to the Chicago Marathon? Mm,
2: that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of a loaded question and I get a little bit emotional. Uh, one, I am absolutely not a natural at running. And I joke with people and say, I hate running. Um, It is not something that comes natural to me. I started with couch to 5k, just like a lot of people do. And I started out on the treadmill. But again, it was about keeping those promises I made to myself, right? I made a promise to myself that I was going to go to my little gym 15 minutes a day, and I was going to start there. So, um, when I first started running, I got out there and just did 15 minutes on the treadmill. Um, and then I would walk my dogs and that was it. Um, and I was out of breath. I couldn't even run 30 seconds, a minute straight. It was so hard Yeah. (laughs) and it was hard to stay focused and motivated, but I knew with running, it was one of those things that if I kept with it, I was going to see results. So I, um, I'm getting a little emotional about it because I stuck with it and I didn't, I didn't stop like I normally would. Yeah. And I just kept going and um, eventually I was able to run seven, eight miles, which is something that I never thought I would. I'm sorry. I'm getting all emotional about it. <laughs> no do it. That's what you, um, yes. Yes. It was something that I literally never thought I would be able to do. I never thought that my body would be strong enough or fit enough for me to do those things. Um, and I, I joke because there was one time that I had showed you one of my before pictures and you told me to take the time to thank that girl. And I always looked down on her like she was slobby. She, she was overweight. She would, didn't have a good work ethic. Just a lot of the stories that I was telling myself. But now I'm really careful with how I look at my before pictures because that girl had the determination to do something that a lot of people wouldn't do. And I send her a lot of love every day because I wouldn't be the person I am now if she hadn't started that journey a year ago. So um, I only talk in positive terms when I look, at, look back at those before pictures. I don't say anything about my weight. I'm like, that girl was determined and committed to make a change, and she did it. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I wasn't a natural what had happened with the Chicago Marathon, my, like I, I don't know, I might have mentioned this earlier, my brother kind of dared me to do it. So my brother is a lot like me. He's very um, goal-oriented, driven to do things. Uh, he takes it a little bit crazier than I do. But when he told me he wanted to run a marathon, I was like, I'm right there with you, bruh. And so we picked the Chicago marathon because it is supposedly the easiest marathon. It is flat and it is a fast course. I was like, you know what, if my brother can do it, I can do it. Um, and we signed up to, to do it. Now I, with the six, there's six major marathons and I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but with like Boston, Chicago, New York, and I think Tokyo, London and Berlin with those six marathons, you actually have to qualify in order to run it. And if you don't qualify in under a certain period of time, then you have to raise money for a charity in order to um, run the marathon. Oh, wow. So with Chicago, I signed up for it. And then I ended up having, I, I raised almost $2,000 in order to run the marathon. Um, and I raised, raised it for New York road runners who Um, they go across the country and they really, they help with, um, inner city kids get the joy of learning how to run and do those sorts of things. So, so yeah, I ended up, it wasn't just a commitment to actually run it. I had to really want it because I had to raise (laughs) almost $2,000 in order to do it.
1: That That is so incredible. And I did not know all that. And again, that's why I like to, uh, sometimes not really go over questions ahead of time because I'm learning something new for the first time. There's something yeah. that, that there's some things that when you were getting emotional that I don't, I don't want to gloss over and I want the listeners to uh, hear this first and foremost running. when you talk about determination, commitment, and discipline, you had something on the calendar. You had something on the schedule that was time-based that you had to use discipline mm-hmm. did it did it or did it not take a lot of discipline to go out there and run long weekends
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm laughing because I had to psych myself up most times to get out there. Like when you're running a marathon and the mileage gets up to like every weekend, you're either doing like 13 to 18 miles, sometimes more than that. Um, I had to psych myself up to do it <laughs> just because it's a, it's half of your day, you yeah. know? So Sundays I would do my long runs and, I would wake up early, I'd do my miracle morning, I'd go to church or, or, you know, do those things with the kids. And then at around noon, I would go out and run my half marathon, my long runs. Now, it was fun to get out and have that alone time, but by the end of it, you are completely, for myself, I was worn out completely. So just knowing from the, the prior weeks how, how those long runs go, it really took a lot of discipline and determination to get out there and do it. And there were days when my husband was just like, no, babe, come here and sit down with me. I have a, I have a beer mm-hmm. for you right here. Or yeah, the kids, yeah. you know, I just want to sit and snuggle with my kids. Um, yeah, I had to be like no this is I need to get out there I need to get these miles in and you know watching everybody in the running group and um, you know you guys training for the half marathon I, I just kept thinking to myself like if everybody in my running group can get out there and do these runs then I can do it too. Now I know that I was going a little bit more crazy during <laughs> that time but Seeing everybody else have that determination and that discipline and that commitment to to their runs made it so much easier for me to get out there and do mine. You know, it was almost like I didn't want to let my, my running buddies down. Yeah. And I, I, again,
1: another area in which you spoke of that I don't want to gloss over is you looking at that before picture and thinking that person because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's so many listeners out there right now that need to make that decision and or look at their old pictures and feel that way and so i'm glad i'm glad that 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 one sentence um you know like i said basically can we get in a time machine and go back to that person and give them a hug (laughs) and thank them for that and uh you you also received a message uh from someone one of your friends who said that they can't, uh, they wasn't posting it on social media, but you sent it to our group and and said that you didn't realize that what you were doing was having an impact on someone that could not run. You want to take us yeah. through there?
2: You know, so. I just
1: want to get you emotional again.
2: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, It's not that difficult, I promise. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I think oftentimes, at least for me, I am a pretty humble person and I don't honestly, I feel like anybody can do anything they want to do if they set their mind to it and they they really push forward. But I think sometimes we gloss over our accomplishments and we don't share some of the good things that we're having in the effort. I don't know. Like for me, I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm just bragging about some of the stuff I've done. And so what I didn't realize, though, is that people watch you and that, success breeds success, right? So one of the things I always, I always think about, if we get a taste of those like good feeling emotions from doing something well and being successful with it, that's going to breed more success in your life. So, Mm. but the same is true. Like if you hear somebody who overcomes odds is disciplined with what they're doing and um, does stuff, if you share your story, that can spark that same same thing in someone else. So one of my, an old friend of mine, I, we, we talk, we talk pretty frequently. Um, she has MS, which is a neurodegenerative disease. And she had sent me a text saying, oh, dang it, coach. Here we go. So she sent me a text and it just said, um, hey, Danny, I I just wanted to know you to know how much you running a marathon meant to me. I've been watching you. And, um, running has been taken from me with this horrible disease. Um, but I just want you to know that I feel like I'm running right beside you when you're out there and, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are some people out there that you don't know how your story is going to impact someone else. So for me, my goal, one of my goals for next year is to run the New York, um, the New York city marathon that just happened actually last weekend, I believe. And um, so one of my goal for next year is to run the New York city marathon and, and the charity that I'm going to raise money for is the MS foundation. So she's helping get me in touch with the right people. We've already been talking about her coming to New York and cheering me on along the course. And um, you know, even with my best friend, I know she has her own physical fitness goals and those sorts of things. But I know that me having the the courage and the determination to put my story out there is helping her with her story too. You know, so I am, I'm always humbled to hear that, hey, Danielle, you doing this really made a difference to me because again, I, I'm just an ordinary woman. I just didn't want to be fat anymore. (laughs) That's why Mm. I started running. So, I mean, it just, is so humbling to me that it can mean so much to someone when you share your success. And you're,
1: you're sharing and dropping some some serious stuff today. Um, before I move on, I just want to say for our listeners that uh, Danielle mentioned a seven-day challenge. Um, our seven-day challenge can be found on our website, runtothebestyou.com, and you can take the ch- seven-day challenge for free. We encourage you to eat real food for seven days, eliminating the problematic food groups such as uh, sugar, grains, alcohol, soy, dairy. A lot of people have issues with these, but you do not know which one of them is your particular trouble spot until you eliminate it for 30 days and then you reintroduce things one at a time. And then you could tell, oh, wow, when I have dairy, I I get bloated or uh, when I eat grains, I just want I, I get addicted to food all day long and so forth. Um, And but in order for you to try it for 30 days, why don't you try the seven day challenge first? and uh, kind of dip your toe in the water, see how you feel up the seven days. And many members w- stretch out for the 30 days. Is that what mm. you've done uh, when you first started, Danielle?
2: You know, before I, so yes, I've done two, two 30-day cycles of keeping it real, I want to say. I don't even remember anymore. Um, yeah. But yes, I started with you. I started with the seven-day challenge. And I just came a well... So I saw you in miracle morning. We messaged back and forth for a little bit. And then I saw one of your crazy live videos where you just like hop on and you're, you were talking like, Hey, I was just thinking about something and you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> I, was seven front,
1: I, I, I remember, I remember <laughs> sitting right on my front step. I had my dress shirt on and Danielle, yeah. you, you hopped on. you was like, this guy knows what he's talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I was like, who is this dude sitting here in a dress shirt talking about eating real food? And I, um, I was extremely impressed because I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader and I've read just a ton of books about, um, you know, the whole 30 diet, um, intermittent fasting, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And what really kicked my weight loss was doing a series of intermittent fasting protocols. That I think I shared with you a while ago, and then also doing the whole thirty cycles. And um, when I am keeping it real, and when I am on cycle with this stuff, I feel amazing, like superwoman, like I could scale buildings and like do do run anything. Run a Chicago up a marathon. marathon, run a Chicago marathon. Yes. <laughs> so you know, um, it's funny. I I always talk to people about this, but when your body is in tune, when you're running, when you're eating right. It helps your mind, your spirit, everything just comes together when you're taking care of yourself. So, you know, I'd recommend to anybody doing the seven day challenge and see, see where you can take it. I know I'm due for another seven day challenge, but I just don't want to blow the other members out of the water with my, <laughs> You hear that, Ed? <laughs> I'm coming for you, Ed. Um, <laughs> what, what, so. what are, what are some of your healthy habits
1: right now? So. Um, you talked about intermittent fasting what's your protocol that that you find is your sweet spot?
2: Intermittent fasting um, yeah. so i I am a little bit untraditional with this stuff. I think i I can go twenty four hours or longer without fasting or with fasting so i tend I like to do the longer fast um, with that when i'm doing intermittent fasting I think I do about 16 to 18 hours. Okay. Eat one That's meal, good. and then I get, um, then I just go right back into fasting. Um, when
1: you when you are uh, fasting, right? Um, do you find that, especially as a professional woman as you are, uh, do you find that you have more clarity throughout your workday?
2: So, yes, I feel so. It's crazy because you'd think that you'd really need to feed your mind, but I've done a lot of different things with like my workouts and stuff too. So I'll work out first thing in the morning, 5.00 AM without any food fully fasted. And I feel better going into a workout fasted than when I eat. So I've tried a lot of different things. And I I just want to say that no one thing in my humble opinion, there's no one way to do things that's going to work for everybody across the board. So you have to find what works for you. Um, Eat, eat whole foods. Um, figure out what fasting interval works well for you. Cause not everybody, my sister can't go 14, 15 hours fasting. She feels like, like junk. So you have to find that right thing and be, be okay playing around with things too, because there's not one thing that works for everybody. I personally like doing 24 hour fasts occasionally. Um, I just feel like, especially if I haven't been keeping it real and I have a lot of sugar in my system, it just kind of helps reset things, but that's not for everybody either. (laughs) So, um, sorry, coach, you kind of asked a loaded question there. We've talked a little bit about extended fasting.
1: Um, no, no, this, this is, this is perfect for the, the beginner listener, right. That, uh, may would like to incorporate intermittent fasting, you know, 12 to 13 hours, maybe that is what you need to get started. You know, Mm -hmm. but Danielle, you you hit on a point that sometimes that I feel like my body needs a 24 hour fast. If, as you say, you know, you you had that that um, sugar laden weekend sometimes, you know, I mean, right, Um, right. And it's it's, it's a lot of it's just a lot of great benefits. I average about 18 hours myself right now. Most days I go for 20 and I try to eat in a four hour eating window. And it's funny because sometimes I break my fast at 2 p.m. And I might message you my, my plate and you're like, coach, you're killing me because I'm still fast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, can you not do that right now? But no, it, um, I, my grandmother is a nutritionist um so I've talked with her about a couple of different things I've been to sports nutritionist and there's it's really interesting the different schools of thoughts there are around intermittent fasting and the benefits of it but if you really do your research on the on fasting there are several different um peer reviewed studies on fasting that show the benefits on your endocrine system on your on your mental system you know just there's so many different benefits to to fasting. Uh, when you eat, so much of your energy goes to digestion. You know, it's just it's crazy when you actually start getting into the meat of it.
1: How, how much are you down now, overall?
2: I was 50 pounds. So Honestly. what I'll say is this: when I had my when I had my five year old, um, I was almost 270 pounds when I had her, and I lost. Gosh, maybe 30 of that. And I, I don't even remember anymore last year when I started, but I was around 235, 240. Wow. And I'm, yeah. So I'm down about 50 pounds from last year. And it's funny, That's I'm like- not even focused on that. What I really want to do now is like build muscle and get ripped.
1: So- there you go. Get ripped.
2: <laughs> I don't really even focus on the scale. I really, really have been focusing on how I'm feeling being mindful about the food that I'm putting in my mouth. Why am I eating this type stuff? Um, so yeah. How does your family
1: enjoy the new you?
2: I think that I irritate my kids because I'm always like, I'm going running or I'm going to the gym or, you know, I can lift this much now. Um, with my weights. Cause I get pretty proud of myself when I can like squat a hundred pounds or do certain things that I honestly never thought that I would be able to. So my kids love that I'm more active, but it also irritates them because I don't stop. And now I expect the same things out of them. Right. <laughs> so clean your room, do these things. Um, mom's just not going to sit around and wait for stuff to happen anymore. She expects you to do it. So they're proud of me. Um, and I think. That's what gets me more than anything, because my life is about my kids.
1: Hey, guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about Thrive Market. It's an online service that will deliver straight to your door nutrition based on your dietary needs. So if you are keto, they have keto type snacks. If you
0: like Whole30, they have Whole30 approved salad dressings and ketchups and things of that nature being that i try to keep my nutrition real if i go to the supermarket
1: and look for a salad dressing it's going to have all sorts of ingredients that i can't pronounce as well as sugar high fructose corn syrup soy as the main ingredients you can avoid that by making a salad dressing yourself however that can get a little boring but primal kitchen which is one of thrive markets foods They have some of the most amazing, delicious salad dressings made with organic avocado oils and nice natural herbs and spices into these salad dressings. You can get Thousand Island salad dressing. What I love is the ketchup. The ketchup is so delicious, I actually take it out to restaurants with me because it doesn't have all that stuff that I mentioned, like the high fructose corn syrup and things like that. So if you're ready to take your health to the next level and you want good, wholesome snacks, and dressings for your foods. Order from Thrive in the description. I will leave a link to Thrive and you'll get $25 off your first purchase. Hey, welcome back to the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. And Danielle Salicy was talking about how her family you know, how they are enjoying her new energy, uh, yet at the same time, and this is a message for all you mothers and fathers out there who would like to uh, take on this endeavor of getting healthy, it's a challenge because your family may want you to eat some you know, sugary snacks. Hey, you know, sit down and have this beer <laughs> instead of going out there <laughs> running ten miles today. Uh, my son, he's ten years old, and uh, he's getting better with it. But he he's he was featured on one of my podcasts as my arch arch nemesis. Um, I, pre- <laughs> I pretended that I was uh, interviewing a ten year old uh, running phenom. And he just hijacked the podcast and said, "Yeah, I don't intermittent fast. I eat nothing but sugar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I appreciate that your your honesty when it comes to how your family deals with things, because there's a lot of listeners out there that may have to overcome the uh the family, you know
2: yeah, yeah my um now,
1: th- let me ask you this: is there something that you are doing now? that you could not do before losing weight? I know the running thing, but what is that one thing that you kind of noticed like, wow, I'm able to do this now when I couldn't do it.
2: So you know how much I love, like I'm at this gym where we kickbox and we do strength training and I love it. I feel like I've found my activity that I can just do all day long and not have any, um, I, I just, I love kickboxing. I love, I love everything about it, um, and so anytime I get on the mat and I'm on the bag sparring with someone in the gym or even by myself, and I'm like, I, I can I can punch and I can punch hard and I can kick hard and I'm strong. Or you know, I can squat a hundred pounds now, whereas before I could barely lift the baby weights. I just get such a kick out of that. Like it, it. <laughs> I, I have to laugh sometimes because a lot of the simple things that I can do, like the more advanced people, you know, they're kicking really high on the bag or doing whatever. I, I, I honestly, genuinely get a kick out of the fact that I can go into the gym, kickbox for forty minutes, um, feel good about myself, feel strong. Feel like nobody can mess with me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. When I and now, like my punches, my kicks, everything is getting harder. I'm getting so much stronger, and I really have like my running base to um, contributed to that because it's a lot of cardio when you're in the gym and those sorts of things. And I know that the kickboxing helped me with my running. The running helped me with the kickboxing, um, and vice versa. Now. I wouldn't recommend kickboxing and then trying to go out and do a long run because I've tried to do that before and it didn't work. But yeah, I think really pretty much anything physical, I just get a kick out of the fact of how strong I am these days and how I don't get winded when I run a mile like I used to. You know, it's just it's insane.
0: Yeah. It's
1: and and you know, you gotta you gotta stay determined, you gotta stay committed, um, and you gotta have the discipline to keep it going because we can take a long time building this base where you don't have a problem running a mile, but perhaps a month away from it, you can, you know, feel like, wow, (laughs) you know what I mean? It can feel like a struggle. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Do you know Meredith Hamlet?
2: I do. She's so cool.
1: Yeah. The the mom that runs with the stroller all the time with a six year (laughs) old.
2: Get it girl. Yes.
1: (laughs) Actually, we're going to have her on a podcast next week. Awesome. Yeah, no,
2: Meredith is it. so inspiring seeing her out there with her kid. And when I, you know, I, I would take my little girl with me running. And so just seeing another mom out there doing the same thing that I was doing. It just, I cheer her on from afar and I know she cheers me on. So it's, it's cool. <laughs> how
1: about, how about Chris Ballard with the triplets?
2: That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> triplets. First, first. I can't.
1: Her son is so fast, and um, he 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 runs for the cross country team, and he's got his five Ks to under twenty minutes, like nineteen to some change. And what I'm proud about, Chris, is the fact that you know her her teenagers are are uh, they triplets and they're teenagers at that. So she's very busy taking her kids, you know, to mm-hmm. soccer or making arrangements that you know one might got to go to tr- soccer, one got to go to cross country. Um, And yet she still finds the time and I'm very appreciative of this because again, she could be going to the gym, but she's coming outside in the cold with her hat and her her glasses on and I mean her uh, headlamp on and and, and Mm -hmm. running with us. So
2: Yeah, that's so inspiring. Seriously. I mean, I, I'm friends with Meredith and Chris on Facebook. And so just seeing how they really prioritize their family, but then they also make themselves a priority too. It's what I'm all about, right? You know, I know we have these commitments and career goals and all of these things, but when you see another mom making themselves, making themselves a priority, it makes it easier for you to do that too, You know, so much of our society is on this external goals and making sure that everyone else is happy before you are. And we should think of others and we should make sure that we are kind to other people. But on the same hand, we have to be kind to ourselves, too. So seeing like other moms like Jen Burke and, you know, her sister, Jamie, and then seeing Chris and Meredith, everybody taking care of themselves as moms makes it so much easier for for someone like me to do it, too. And, and sorry, that was probably more than you asked. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Great, great. Mentioning Meredith and Chris, they both had the same question for you. And so uh, Chris, Chris <laughs> laughed at it. She said, you know, great minds things alike, Think alike. And you kind of already answered this right now, but I just wanted to do it again. She, they both asked. Uh, first of all, we didn't we didn't talk about this one. They have two questions. One is what is your favorite uh, distance you like to run?
2: I like a half marathon, yeah, because it's long enough to get you. Because so for me, I don't really get in the flow of running until around mile seven or eight. And you know that flow I'm talking about, where it like feels good, you're in your groove, and so that gives you enough time to be in there, but it's not so long that you feel tired at the end. At least nice. that's my experience. <laughs>
1: And um their second question is do you plan on another full marathon in 2020 if so which event are you looking into
2: Yeah so the New York Marathon for sure um I'm already in conversations with the MS Foundation to start raising money for that um and then I'm trying to, I believe it was Chris and me going back and forth on, I'm trying to convince a couple of people from the running group to come up to New York with me and run the full, um, next year in November. I do, um, I do have a couple of other marathons that I want to run. I'm not quite quite sure which ones they are. Um, my brother is throwing out the Phoenix marathon. Um, and then there's grandma grandma's marathon here up in Minnesota um, that I've been thinking about doing too. Um, and what about,
1: what about half marathons, like the rock and roll, uh, yes. half marathon in New Jersey?
2: Yes. So that's, <laughs> that's on the books for sure. I want to come and run with my buddies. You guys have all really inspired me to do more and to be more. And so I'm really looking forward to coming out and actually running with you guys. So I'll be doing the half marathon Atlantic city rock and roll. I think that's in May of next year. Right. Coach? Yes. 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 <laughs> and,
1: and- and this question wasn't on my list, but I, I, I'll i be remiss if I didn't ask you this question. And that is, how would you describe the run, walk, run method that you use for Chicago? Uh, you told Ed Ed had asked you, um, you know, like on Tuesday after the race, he said, how does your body feel? And, and your, your testimonial was just amazing because you compared how you felt running a half marathon nonstop compared to the run, walk, run. How, how how has that transformed you? Uh,
2: You know, that's a good question. And it brings up something that I didn't talk about at all. I had surgery last year um, just before I ran the marathon. So I had surgery in May. I had to wait eight weeks before I could run again. And when you have to wait eight weeks before you can run again, you're kind of, you're starting all over in a way. Um, That's when you stepped in and taught me the run, walk, run method, which helped me get back into my groove with running, number one. And number two, one thing I didn't realize, I had, with my very first half marathon, I ran the whole thing straight through and I couldn't walk for a week afterwards. It was really, my body was beat up. What was so surprising to me was when even though I was in a lot of pain when I got done with the marathon because I lost a toenail, I had a blister on the other foot, my knees were hurting, I was a hot mess the day after, by about Tuesday I was able to get out and like walk and I felt good. It didn't feel like my body was going to fall apart, you know. So I really I credit the walk the the run-walk-run method um, with helping my joints be okay. A getting back into running after surgery. And then B when I finished the marathon and was able to actually like get out and walk long distances, I didn't feel any pain. My knees felt pretty good. Um, within a couple of days afterwards, it was incredible. Um, I recommend, um, the the run, walk, run method to anybody looking to, to, to take on, marathon half marathon you know and there's there's a lot to be said for like running the whole thing straight through but I have to be honest with you like my heart rate was pretty much steady the entire marathon which um you know I was in what I like to call a green zone um kept my heart rate really steady through the whole marathon was able to like do you know just do more where I didn't think I would be able to if that makes any sense. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and so that that that's the thing. When when you're done the event, you don't want to have to be uh, wheeled out on a stretcher, you know? <laughs> and, and you you hear people around you. Sometimes you hear people around you complaining like, I'm never doing this again. This hurts so bad. And I don't find that when I implement the run, walk, run. And so for our listeners out there, head over to runtothebestyou.com. You can actually do what um, Danielle has done which is subscribe to our online, uh, our silver program, which is our online coaching and get more personalized Mm -hmm. uh, schedules that I can design for you. Um, If you have questions about the run, walk, run in the, the frequently asked questions section is uh, me talking about the run, walk, run as well. And so what has you excited? We're about to let you go, but before (laughs) we do, we just got a, we just got a few more questions. What has you excited today? Like, Any other special events besides running coming up that you're working on? Any special projects?
2: Uh, you know, I'm just excited. Yes, yeah, so I'm We're working on running. Well, it's about running. Right now, I have like my priorities in my life are like family, faith, and fitness, right? So that's what I'm 100% focused on. And I'm really getting my family involved in that. So my son and I are working on uh, running a 5K together. And I'm really excited about that. And then I am working on running a polar half marathon. So up here in Minnesota, it gets really, really stinking cold. And I never go outside in the winter time well that's not exactly true but i wanted to run a polar half marathon and it's happening on like one of the coldest days of the year so i'm hoping it's going to be like negative 15 out when i run this um bad boy i'm going to conquer it so (laughs) those are the (laughs) things yeah those are i'm like elsa from frozen in the winter time i'm you know just want to get out there and do something. She runs with a sports bra <laughs> on guys in the wintertime with no
1: coat, no under armor, anything. I'm, I'm, I'm making videos, teaching people how to dress warm, <laughs> you know, with under armor gear. She don't need none of that. I don't know how she's doing it guys, but listen, um Danielle, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We thank you so much guys. She's down 50 pounds. She's excited about running the New York city marathon uh, in 2020. Danielle, we're all rooting for you, as we have always been rooting for you. Well, I'm hoping you... some
2: of you guys run it with me.
1: We, we <laughs> going. I believe there's going to be a movement towards that way. <laughs> um, before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey now?
2: Start it now. What... Start it now. Don't wait.
1: You know what there's I was going to no tell you? no day like the present. You know what I was going to tell you? I was going to tell you ahead of time not to answer that way. Because our last four <laughs> listeners, our last four <laughs> guys basically said that. Give, give, us, give us one piece of advice. Like, you know, add to that, though. Add to that.
2: So okay, so starting now not waiting for like that perfect opportunity. But then the next piece I would add on to that is keep those promises to yourself. Because that first day you get out, it might be the hardest one. But when you lose that motivation to keep going, you got to rest on keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Keep those promises, keep going, it's not going to get easier. But you will get stronger. That's like a saying from my gym. So it's not going to get easier, but if you keep going, you're going to get stronger and you're going to be able to do more than you ever thought you were able to accomplish.
1: You should see me right now. I'm not in my head. Like I'm in a music studio and I got the beats in my head. And I'm just like, (laughs) like your words is resonating with me right now because, you know, uh keep the promises to yourself. And you know how you keep the promises to yourself by having accountability. You gotta tell somebody, you know, you gotta tell someone that this is what you're striving for because they're gonna be checking in on you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and or and or, you know, sometimes our inner circle may be discouraging. So you tell your best friend and your best friend's like, I, I I I can never do that, or it's too hard to lose weight or they. they sometimes our, our inner circle can, unfortunately, be negative. But so so find the group that can help you like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: 100%. Um, so thank you once again. Thank you so much for being on the show. You absolutely brought it. I believe that this is an all time classic podcast. Your voice is resonating with so many people. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's not just me. It's going to affect so many people. And so thank you so much for being on the show, Danielle.
2: Well, thanks, coach. I appreciate you and I appreciate the group so much. So have a blessed day.
1: You too. That's our time for today. Thanks for listening to the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadreese Parker. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can receive notifications when new episodes are available. Please share this with your family and friends on your favorite social media platforms. If you would like to become a supporter of our show by becoming a Patreon, to make a contribution, please visit patreon.com slash coach All Patreons will be mentioned in future episodes. So shout out to Ed Brown, our first Patreon. Visit runtothebestyou.com to grab our free nutritional guide, sign up to one of our seven day challenges, or to sign up to one of our online training programs for you to be ready for any 5K, half marathon, marathon. It doesn't matter. Remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So create an amazing one, my friends. Have a great week. Thank you.